Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot, No Questions Asked, Master in Art of Intuitive Reading. I'm also your host of this podcast series. This is episode 220 of Tarot Bites. It's a podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is how to bring new spreads to your practice. And my special guest is Kat Pierce, the creator of the Wandering Star Tarot. Welcome, Kat. Thank you. Well, I'm a very big fan of your deck. It's super gorgeous. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I want to start off by saying this. I think this is very safe to say, by the way. Most tarot readers have a few go-to spreads that they use all the time. Are there any that you use on a consistent basis that you always go to? What are your go-to spreads? Well, I I mostly do readings for myself, um, and when I do that, I'm I'm I just go. I love a classic three three card spread for in the morning, just to kind of start out the day. Um, past, present, future. I <clears throat> I I'm mostly drawn to that just because of the simplicity of it. But if I do do a more in depth reading for myself or for for a friend. I like I go to the the Celtic cross. Uh, I love the Celtic cross. That is my that's always my go to spread. That's one that you know I started when I first began working with tarot. I think uh-huh. a lot of people we have those books and the Celtic cross always seems to be in there. So most of us end up getting acquainted with it and using it. So that does not surprise me. So you know um, how do you bring new spreads into your practice? Um, well, I actually I created one from my deck because. As much as I love the Celtic cross, I feel that it's sometimes a little bit draining. Like it's so extensive. And so I wanted one that was kind of in between the three card and the Celtic cross. So I invented one that was a a seven card draw um, that I feel like kind of covered all the bases. Um, Yeah, so I I brought in a new spread by creating my own. (laughs) And how did you do that? I want to hear your method for creating your very own spread. Well, I, I wanted it to be star-shaped because the, um, the deck is called The Wandering Star. Um, and I wanted, you know, the center card to be the heart of the matter, which made sense to me. I just wanted it to be a little bit intuitive. And then <clears throat> I wanted it to kind of cover all the bases, like what's, what's blocking you from getting to where you're going, what's influencing you, um, where is the wound, um, where is the guide, where is the light. And so I kind of felt like all of those... Um, topics kind of covered what you would need for like a, a a good spread that wasn't super draining or super long. Um, yeah. And that's how I did it. But it also still delivers a lot of information. And I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, you don't always have to have a giant Celtic cross spread to get the information that you need. I agree. <laughs> so do you ever like test drive other spreads from other people? Um, yeah, I do. If I get a new deck, you know, I'll look in their guidebook and kind of see, um, what they suggest. And, you know, most people kind of stick with the traditional, the traditional ones, but I think it's, it's kind of a newer thing where people have been branching out to create their own. It's like a fun little thing to add in. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like when, when I get a new deck to kind of see what the creator of the deck intended for it. And if there's a, if there's a new spread in there, I'll give it a whirl. I think that's really wise advice. You know, when I got the Game of Thrones deck, there is a spread in there called the Red Keep, which I really had a lot of fun playing around with that and getting to know it. So just looking at the guidebooks and what the authors 
themselves are coming up with is really a great way to test out something that is really um, created just for that deck. So I love that suggestion. Yeah, it's a good way to just connect with who, you know, who made it for you, basically. Yeah. So have you ever worked with a spread for a really long time and then one day just saying, the spread, I'm done with it? Um, not so much spreads, but that does happen to me with decks. Like I'll have decks that I really connect with, really love, and then I put them down for a while and go back to them and they don't resonate in the same way. Or it might be that I just need to reconnect with them, but I definitely have that with decks. Like I, I do think so, sometimes you outgrow decks or you need a shift in something. And I imagine that would be the same for spreads for some people, but I kind of like, I have my, you know, the spreads that I do and I haven't memorized. So I, I, those are my go-tos and I, I kind of stick with those. Yeah. You know, that's interesting because I also get like that with decks too. You do? You know, there's, there's, uh, I always have a workhorse deck. A workhorse deck is my Rider Waite Smith deck. Uh -huh. But um, I'm so fickle. I love playing with new decks all the time. I'm always into what's new, what's out there, what's a different artist's interpretation. So I do have my workhorse deck, but I'm always, always cheating on it with other decks. <laughs> so what's, that, your, what's your favorite new um, new lover these days? Well, I've been loving your deck. Um, oh, I think the Wandering you. Star Tarot is so beautiful. I love the little words that are hidden in there because I'm very much a words person. And I've also really enjoyed working uh, with the Tarot of Curious Creatures by Chris yeah. Ann. That's a very interesting deck. Chris Ann um, is great. Yeah, I love oh her. God. So mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. And another deck that I've been playing around with recently has been the uh, Messages from the Guardian Angel Carol by Radley Valentine, which mm -hmm. is such a soft and gentle deck. People mm -hmm. are loving it. I've been showing it on my Instagram live and people are really like, oh my God, you know, this is a really soft deck. So um, I, I like playing around again with all kinds of different decks. So that's fun. So, yeah. you know, I think there's also a spread for every situation. Oh, you know, like certain I, spreads. Uh -huh. I always say that when people say, well, I've got this. And it's like, oh, there's a spread for every situation. Um, <laughs> what do you think about that? Do you think there are some spreads that are just kind of like a catch-all? Or do you think you should have a specific spread for every situation? Um, I haven't thought of it that way, but maybe I should start thinking about it that way. <laughs> um, I tend to kind of think of like, um, just how much energy I have and or the person ha the person I'm reading for has. Um, and you know if if they're down for a full Celtic Celtic spread, I'll go for it. If they want to just know something fast and furious, do a one or two card or one or three card spread. <laughs> yeah, sometimes a one or three you know actually sometimes one card spread is all you need. That's true. That's oh, all yeah. you need. Oh yeah, I had some one card readings change my life. Like, yes, me too. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. I think people think that you need this big dramatic reading, but sometimes one card just spells it out so cleanly. Yeah, I'm starting to think it's like, it's sometimes it's about the cards and sometimes about the spreads, but a lot of it's about like the how open you are as a vessel to receive. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in a really good flow state, one card could do it, three cards could do it. If you're not quite as an open channel, you might need to do a bigger spread to kind of get into get into it a little deeper to kind of get there. But yeah, I've definitely had one and three card spreads that were bang on. Have you ever laid out a spread with like no positions defined and you're just looking at the energy of the cards? What do you think of that? Um, 
I, I do that sometimes. I just cut, sometimes I pull cards to see what I'm drawn to or kind of like let them fall a little bit and see which ones flip over. Um, I mean, I think like tarot, there's so much about tarot is like experimenting and intuition and finding what feels good to you. So like, I, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. If you want to just play around, if you want to throw some cards down and just get a feel for them, build a connection with the deck, do it. So sometimes I think, instead of introducing new spreads, we just kind of like let the cards fall where they may and see what they have to say. That's very interesting when they kind of show up the way they want to. Totally. I love when a card just jumps out. Like when you're not yes. even intending for it to, you're like, what's that one? <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually did a, uh, a podcast episode with a woman named Kimberly Cooley uh -huh. and she's a abundant life tarot. And one of the things she does, she only reads with jumpers. Wow. So that means that's all she does is the card's got to jump out. Jump and then that's where that. she, yes, that's how she does her readings. And so in a way, that's also a way of here's a spread that's happening all on its own. Uh -huh. And it's going to be unique every time. And I just thought that was very interesting. Yeah, that's super cool. I've never yeah. heard them called jumpers, but I like that. Oh, we, yes. we got a jumper. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the other question I want to ask you. Other than the spread that you created, is there a newer spread that you've been working with lately that you really love? Um, not lately. I've, I've been getting a lot of, I've been doing some readings lately just because this deck just came out and people have been requesting the, the spread from my deck. Um, so yeah, I've been doing a lot with that spread and it, it does feel pretty solid. Um, why have you got a new one that you love? Uh, well, right now I'm looking for a new spread, actually. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be playing around with your spread. I like to test drive different spreads. And okay. I've got a book here that uh, Barbara Moore wrote with uh, all these different spreads. And every once in a while, I'll pull that book out and say, oh, mm -hmm. let's just uh, do like bibliomancy where I'll like run my fingers to the book, just pick a spread and yeah. play around with it for a while and see if it's something I like or not. What's the name of that book again? It's uh, Create Your Own Tarot Spreads with Barbara okay. Moore. I think that's cool. the title. It's a cool have book. You, have you ever created your, your own? Oh, yes. I created my own spread many years ago that I use all the time. And it's three, three cards. Uh -huh. The first card is the situation. The second card is what you need to know. And the third card is advice. And Ooh. this is always a go-to spread for me. Because the situation, what you need to know, and advice. Yep. That's great. That covers a lot. <laughs> it does. And also, the, what you need to know is really important because there may be something you're overlooking. It's kind of like your blind spot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it gives you that information that you may really need either to confirm or validate or to say, wait a minute, pay attention here. Yeah, that's great. I like to, I like to do a three-card spread of um, subconscious, conscious, and superconscious. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. The other one I like too, and it's, it's not a new spread. It's been around forever. It's body, mind, spirit. Yeah, that's I great. love that spread just as a check-in to see how am I doing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll forget about that spread. And then yeah. something's going on in my life and I'm like, I need to check in. And that's always a spread that I pull out of the broom closet and love working with. Yeah. There's so many good variations on the three card bowl. Yes. And you mm -hmm. can find millions and millions of different combinations and every reader has a different spin on it. So it is certainly um, a very useful combination of cards mm -hmm. so let's talk about your new deck the wandering star tarot what got you to create this deck i know it was a originally it was a kickstarter deck and yep. then it, it got published by hay house so 
Tell me more about this. Okay. I started drawing the deck um, eight years ago. I just, I, I wasn't diligent with it at all. It was just, I started with one card um, and I was drawing the star card and I was listening to a playlist and um, the Portishead song, Wandering Star came on as I was drawing the star card. And I thought, okay, this is a sign to, to like keep this project going. And if, if I finish it, I'm going to call it the wandering star. So I'm primarily a musician and I, you know, was kind of touring heavily back then. And so it kind of was on the back burner for, for many years. And then over the past couple of years, and especially during lockdown, mm-hmm. I got super serious about it and was able to finish the whole deck and write the guidebook. And I, then I didn't really know where to go from there. And someone suggested a Kickstarter, which I was hesitant to do because I was like, I don't want to like ask people for money. Like that seems weird. And people were like, no, 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 no. There's a huge tarot community on there. It's a great way to launch your deck. So I looked into it and I formed a community on Facebook with all these other uh, women that were creating tarot decks. And we started exchanging information, the best way to get it printed, the best, you know, way to get it going on Kickstarter. And that was like a total lifesaver. And I really saw how amazing the tarot tarot community was by interacting with these women. I kind of expected the tarot world to be a little more secretive and I'm not going to tell you where I got my deck printed and competitive, but not at all. Like it was just really open and warm and friendly and everybody was super supportive of each other. And yeah, I launched the deck and it did super well. And then I connected with Hay House and here we are. <laughs> well, they did an amazing job. They're, they're, you know, it's, it's so well put together. The cardstock is great. The box is awesome. I mean, everything about it is a tarot lover's dream. So they did you right. They, you know, yeah. They wanted to stay true to the vision that I had because, you know, I, I really love the way I created it. But there's actually things I like better about the Hay House deck. Like, I like the composition of the cover a little bit better, and I like the feel of the cards. So I'm super happy with how it turned out. Well, us tarot readers are very happy that you created it, and we love the fact that it's now available for everybody. And one of the things I will say about the Internet and the tarot community us tarot fanatics we are always looking for a new deck a new spread something new so i i mean we love the classics but we always want those new things so we're very happy to have this deck (laughs) and so grateful that you created it and put it out there for us and so happy that hay house nabbed it yeah me too they've been awesome so far They've been great. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And where can people buy the deck? Where can they learn more about you? Well, um, you can find me on Instagram. My main Instagram page is I am cat dog, um, which is a little funny, but (laughs) I've had it for years. And then I also have one for the wandering star. Just it's at, at the wandering star tarot. Um, I check both of them, but my main one is I am cat dog and you can buy the deck. There's a link in my bio on my Instagram. And there's, if you go to the wandering star tarot.com, there's several links uh, um, of all sorts of retailers all over the world. So you'll, you'll be able to get it there. Awesome. And I also always want to remind people that you can contact your local and indie bookstores and local metaphysical shops 
and requested. You know, sometimes they do not know about these new decks and books, and we've got to, like, call up and say, hey, can you get the Wandering Star Tarot? So I always want to recommend, if you are listening, that you can reach out to your indies and your metaphysical shops and get them to carry the deck. So Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, Kat. Well, thank you so much, and congrats on the deck, and I cannot wait to play with it more. Oh, thank you so much, Teresa. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, lots of books, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out and enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you're digging this podcast, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot-curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, well, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.